0: Hunters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend. Saturday, July 18. I'm John Barker, joining me as usual, Joel Marshall and Daniel Nuttall. Well, the main action, gentlemen, this week is at uh, in uh, southeast Queensland. And it's a tricky track, Daniel. You've identified it as a horses for courses. Um, Venue, have you? Uh, how confident are you that you've worked out which horses are going to be uh, winning on the course on Saturday?
1: Yeah, I did mention that, um, did use that phrase, I guess, in the in the ride ups in the winning post trip switch. But in, in saying that, I'm actually pretty confident. Uh, probably the more confident I've been for, for a Brisbane meeting in in a, in a few weeks. Anyway, I think early on in the day there's some really good chances we can hone in on. Um, and then later in the day, of course, the features, the eyeliner and the gay water it's classic, always competitive affairs and this year, no different. But um, uh, yeah, hopefully we can, especially early day, I'm pretty keen, but yeah, again, later in the card, competitive affair, and we can go wide in the quaddy. And Joel,
0: well, after, uh, despite the COVID chaos, uh, racing has been uh, continuing uh, pretty much uh, without impediment. But uh, this week in New South Wales, uh, it's been more of an old-fashioned uh, hurdle, and that is uh, the weather has uh, claimed quite a few meetings. How confident are we that uh, we'll get going on the Kensington track on Saturday?
2: Yeah, look, I think I think we'll race Kensington. Seems to play reasonably well. Um, seems to be able to absorb the rain, but it's not going to be any better than heavy. I wouldn't have thought. I think we're sitting on a heavy nine at the moment, so it's going to be really wet. You want to be on the wet trackers and. And I've certainly looked at a, a couple of horses on the back from last week and, and yeah, a couple that have very serious heavy, wet tra- heavy track claims. Okay, before we
0: get to that, we will kick off at Ipswich where the track will be good. And um, this meeting usually run three or four weeks earlier, of course, delayed by the pandemic couple of uh, listed races. We normally have three, of course. We normally have the Ipswich Cup. That is not being run this year, but we are having two listed ma- races, as Daniel mentioned earlier. And the first of them is the sprint, the open sprint. It is the Eyeliner Stakes over 1,200, usually 1,350, uh, isn't it? Daniel? usually same trip as the uh, Gay Waterhouse. But anyway, it is a listed event, only worth the 85,000 this year, but still handy cash to pick up. And who's going to win it, Daniel?
1: Yeah, it's what the... um. The, slot, the, the decrease in prize money, as I said, as I said earlier, it's a very competitive affair. Deep image, look at, you know, a few weeks ago, or probably maybe even a couple of months ago, it was sort of well the informed horses in Brisbane, especially sort of in those summer months. Um, he's come back this pre- pretty well. He had the four starts. He was okay Sydney first up. His two runs, though, subsequently in over the carnival in Brisbane were pretty good in Group 3, Group 2 sprints. Then stepped up the 1,400 metres, contested a Stradbroke. Nothing really went right there, um, sort of, Happy to put a pen through that run. He comes back into a much more suitable race here for his, uh, for his standard of ability. Uh, he's drawn wide, the 14, some query. Um, just see where he'll get to in the run. But with any sort of luck in running, I think it'll be hard to beat in this. Um, he, go, he goes on top deep image, the one. Panino, he's also sure a change of luck. She was thought one of the runs of the race in the Bright Shadow Listed race last starts. found the line off a slow speed and a wide run. Uh, wouldn't shock See this horse win nine in next. Mr. Bellagio up uh, Look, tackling the toughest race he's faced for some time, but he deserves his shot at this level. He's in red hot form at the moment. He's won his last three, beat a really uh, in form one earlier in the preparation of Red Steiner. And since then, he's just been sitting on the speed and been quite dominant. Um, so he's in the game for sure. And in for fourth, I have the two, which is bander one, five, nine, and two. Joel, any thoughts on the
0: island?
2: Uh, Just maybe something small each way on number six, Mashani Hustler, who has been mixing his form a little bit this prep, but 1,200 metres is his best distance. Most of his recent runs have been over shorter trips. His last couple have been quite good. If he just gets a little bit of luck from that gate, I just thought at around 20 to 1, he might be worth a a little speck each way. The other black type race at Ipswich
0: on Saturday is race nine, TAB Gay Waterhouse Classic. Uh, this one for the Phillies and mares over thirteen fifty, worth one hundred and twenty five thousand damage.
1: well she 's always been a mayor with plenty of abilities but before this prep started, she had you know seventeen starts, five wins and six minor placings i 'm referring to Jamie lady who 's just come back even better order this time around she 's two from two uh, won a pretty deep benchmark eighty five first up and then gave him Windburn in the in the bright shadow last start leading all the way uh, it was an easy win she 's drawn very well again barrier two. Um, doesn't have to lead this horse, pretty versatile. She can sit off the pace, but she'll be up there, no doubt about it, which is also w- always a, a good thing at, at Ipswich. Um, and look, she's hard to beat again. She picks herself, Jammy Lady, may in a form this time in. Um, shall uh, would be keen on this horse if she, she's drawn a gate. Sean Wide, she will come across from the wide draw. Um, touch Such an iron horse, this one. She seldom runs poorly. Um, she doesn't have to do too much work from the wide draw. She's certainly a hope. Well, Taja. Look at another bad luck story for her last time. She can never be left out in these sort of races. So if, on her day she's she can produce a dazzling turn of foot and can and in shock to beat these easily, but just she just seems to run into bad luck more often than not. As I've mentioned on this podcast many times in the last few months, um, but she goes in the numbers in the quaddy. I think Persuader and Satin Socks uh, rougher chances as well for wider exotics four, two, six, and ten in the Gay Waterhouse.
2: Any thoughts on the Gay Waterhouse, John?
1: Um, Again, one that's
2: pretty decent odds, but I just thought might be worth a look each way. And number 16, Satin Socks, uh, for the Peter and Paul Snowden yard. She's a sort of an honest sort of a filly, no star, but she's been racing in pretty good company. Uh, Fourth to dirty work, fresh, then she won second up. Her last couple haven't been too bad. I think just the heavy eight tripped her up last start. But before that, she wasn't beaten all that far behind for in the Denise's Joy The Snowdens have just given her a bit of a freshen up since that heavy run. She's been back to the trials, has won a trial, and, yeah, just thought at around 20 to 1, she might be worth a little bit of a look.
0: All right, Daniel, you mentioned you were confident about at least one at Ipswich, and uh, your best comes up in the first of the day, race one, number three, ready for magic.
1: Yeah, really keen on this horse. He comes up against a pretty moderate... Field. Uh, There's probably maybe only two or three winning chances in the race. The race falls off after that. Um, but yeah, just he's the, his performances in much tougher races of late says uh, to me he can give this a real shake and he'll get the dream run sitting outside the leader. So I mapped him from barrier five. Um, should be speed from the one bangers in Mayo, and this horse should just slot in nicely outside that horse. Um, with not much pressure in the race, I think it'll be really hard to, to run down that Cosmic Gossips form. Good, smart, and sexy, Plutocrat around those sort of horses. Those are. Fast superior form line. So what he sees here and um, with the dream run, I think he'll be really hard to beat in the opener. Race one, number three, ready for magic. The value comes up um, in the eighth. I was uh, well, I was just I was just actually had a look at the field and realised Starler's been scratched. Um, I was going to make her my value. She was scratched last week, but I guess the wide draw it's um, forced her hand there. Chaonic, I think next best in the car. Like not not any real price. I think I mean, four and a 350 this week already. Um, but he's going much better than the form indicates, I think. Stays at the trip, 2,200 metres or 2,150 thereabouts. Um, and I think he'll be running running on late. So the best, probably the two best on the card will be race one, ready for magic, and race three, Kaonic.
0: Kaonic, hey, right, Joel. It seems only yesterday we were tipping that horse to, was it to win the uh, Carbine Club?
2: Carbine Club, yeah. many <laughs> years ago, yeah. He's been a little bit disappointing, Kaonic. Have you got any uh, further and better particulars on Ipswich, John? No, that's it for me. Just a couple of uh, little each-way plays on the feature races. All right. Well, in Melbourne,
0: we head back to Flemington, where the track should be quite okay. It's about, I think, a soft six as we speak to you on Thursday. No rain is forecast, but uh, as you'd expect from Melbourne in July, it's not exactly... We haven't got too many uh, baking days forecast either. No black type, but there is a feature race, and that's race three, the Biley Handicap. Two-year-olds over 1,800 metres. It's the only race on the calendar beyond a mile restricted to two-year-olds. Tony Kneebone, very keen on the top of here, Alcini, and I see uh, both of you have tipped Alcini as
2: well. Uh, You want to make the case, Joel? Yeah, well, look, he... Flashed home first start on at Ballarat, 1,200 metres. Um, came from a long way back and just kept eating into the margin. Just missed El Barado. Just never really got into it. Second start, got back and wide, and he was okay late, and then got to the mile and the, the Gibson Carmichael last start. Really pushed Terry Tortoni and uh, just came out second best. I think with that horse off in the paddock, it just opens up for him to win, I think. His stablemate could be the danger, though. Number seven, Choir. Came through the same race on debut. Also made good ground for third into, uh, behind El Barado. Only went up 200 metres on the Ballarat Synthetic last start and just got a long way off them. But I thought did find the line quite well. That was behind Efflorescence, who's given another tick to that form. I think now he gets to 1,800 third up. He's probably just got that little bit of improvement in him. So I could probably save on him, the stable mate. Three, Johnny Get Angry. It was good behind Cherry Tortoni in that Gibson Carmichael. So you have to respect him. And eight Raffish comes through the Choir efflorescence race and wasn't bad late.
0: And Daniel, you're with Thalcyani too, but uh, the danger you've come up with is uh, one from outside Joel's runners and that's number six, split second.
1: Yeah, similar to Choir, I'm also thinking we can run a big race here. Um, split second comes out of that efflore- efflorescence race at the, on the Ballarat Synthetic. Um, at every chance there, but it's run well into third. Yeah. Um, uh, that, I think that's a really good form line because I'll be keen. On, as we'll get into later in the card, uh, one that goes around Adelaide. The second horse in that race, Fox Gossip, who I rate pretty highly. So, yeah, it's a pretty genuine form line um, to follow in this race. And look, the favourite will be hard to beat, no doubt. Up to sixty-one kilos of Query, but there's a, there's a touch of class about him, and he's always going to improve getting up to this longer trip. So, yeah, one six seven and uh, Johnny get angry in for fourth. For me one six seven three.
0: Yeah, I've got the same trifecta as Joel in a different order. i got Johnny Get Angry on top from in Choir, and I put in Mr. Wolf number four. For fourth, uh, written about the Biley in your winning post and best bets this week, uh, just observing that um, it was uh, discontinued. In fact, in 1992, one of its better winners was the year before that when Sub-Zero won it, went on to win the SA Derby the following season, and then, of course, the Melbourne Cup. The season after that uh, is a very noble, uh, the um, revival of this race, a very noble uh, intention to encourage breeders, owners and trainers to uh, look for a bit of stamina. That was uh, three years ago. So 2017 was the, uh, the first revival of it. Carries, or I don't know if it still does, but it carried a uh, free uh, entry or a ballot-free entry into the Derby or the Oaks for the winner. I'm not sure. It's a bit of a set of state knives that, isn't it? Because if you've won a City Saturday race, you're not likely to get balloted out of the uh, Derby or the Oaks. Um, and uh, only I think five of the 26 horses that have run this have, have come back, have stayed up, as you'd imagine. It's not the easiest task to be up for 1,800 metres in July and then back over 2,500 in November. Best of those uh, uh, was Miss Ambitious who... Uh, uh, ran fifth in the Oaks, and a couple of runners from this race have gone on to win group threes, but both of them finished well out of the placings in this race, so uh, it might be a bit of a deceiver. So, elsewhere on the Flemington program, Joel, we move to race four to find your best.
2: Yeah, El Questro, look, she's unplaced three runs this time in, so doesn't necessarily stand out as a as a best bet, but I just think she's going to be hard to beat. Just in this race, I think she, if she can jump better, she just didn't jump quite cleanly enough in the Leilani final, was caught three wide. Thought she battled an okay. Prior to that, her two runs, I thought, were good. Just don't think there's a lot of speed drawn inside of her. She's drawn gate five, and I think if she can begin, she can put herself close to the pace. Run you a really good race each way. In terms of my value bet, I don't like going against one that was good for us last start uh, in the form of Sir Coney, but... Look, he'll be hard to beat again. He was a brilliant winner of the Winter Championship, but he's up six kilos. And I just thought Romancer, who comes out of that Winter Championship final, might be able to improve at odds. He gets a good weight swing. Thought he was excellent second up. He was a bit disappointing third up. I thought he was okay in that Winter Final. He was beaten at the 300, but he stuck on okay. And he's only beaten six lengths, so he really wasn't far off the runner-up. And importantly, he draws better. He's been drawing wide gates of late. So I think from a better gate, I think he's the one over the odds around $18.
1: Uh, my best comes up earlier in the day, race two, horse called Proper Rogue um, from the Mick Price, Mick Kent Jr. Stable. I've got a lot of time for this bloke. He was really unlucky first up at Caulfield, just couldn't get the run at the right time. Um, but he's finished off well, and he jumped out really well prior to that. He's come back in terrific order. The stable, very happy with him at home. And he gets back down the Flemington Straight. He's one from one um, down the straight. I just think he's got a really good future. He was um, speaking at Michael Kent Jr. earlier in the week for an article, and he sort of said to me, this horse is, is running well, even though he was really mature early on. Um, but he sort, of, sort of the penny sort of dropped with him now, and I'm hoping he can um, go on with it this time in, and we might be able to see him later on in the spring. So race two, proper Rogue, my best of the day. The value comes up later in the program. Uh, race eight, WT from the uh, Patrick Payne, Patrick Payne stable, solid, sort of just held his ground call for the last start in that, in the, on a day that the leaders dominated there. So uh, wouldn't sort of read too no, much in no. the fact that he couldn't really make much ground. It was a slowly run race and, and the leaders got away with it, Mayor, Mayor Miramar. Uh, the run before that one part of views was one of a coming winner, I thought. He's such a consistent horse, handles all conditions and uh, worth a bet at the nine dollar the $9 price. So race eight, number five, WT, my value at Flemington.
0: I'm with Daniel for my best bet, which is race two, number four, proper rogue, and my value bet going up. Race four, number 11, soaring eagle placed in that Leilani final at El Puesto, in, and ready to win after four starts this campaign. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, In Sydney. They are racing on the Kensington track. We're expecting a heavy.
2: Joel, what have you found for us? I think there's a bit of a roughie worth a look in the first race, race one number seven, Sagrado. Out of the former handy filly, Honesta, who I used to uh, follow through her career, she ran a lot of placings in good races, placing the VRC Oaks, I think some other, plenty of other stakes race uh, placings. This bloke has had both runs on the Kenzo track. Debut 1100, just too short. They tipped him out. He came back over the 1150 again, got back. He was hitting the line well, just peaked on his run the last 50. I think step up in troop suits, barrier two suits. He can settle closer. And this is a race sort of wide open for the taking. I just thought he had big improvement in him. Sagrado, So he's my roughie. My value bet is race five, number two, Heron Garway, this former Kiwi Galloper I thought was just okay first up in Australia over the mile, then stepped up to 2000. Was close to the pace, and I thought he battled on really well in the Mackell Cup. He's back to 1,800, but I don't mind that. I think on the really heavy testing conditions, is really going to play into his hand with that 2,000-metre run under the belt. So I think at double figures, he's a good each-way play. He's got excellent heavy form. And another with good heavy credentials. So I've made my best and has again come up, uh, has also come up double figures. Race 6, number 8, Dio D'Oro. Gary Portelli following a similar path to last prep. He was on a a quick backup when winning third up on a wet track. And that's what they're hoping for on Saturday. Backing up from last Saturday where he got to the line pretty well. He just sort of lost sight of the bunny there. Partners was out rolling in front and thought Diodoro was good to the line there over 1,200. Down to 52 kilos, third up on heavy ground. He'll give you a great
1: sight each way. My best comes up in the opener, sort of going against Joe. I thought it was a tough day to, to find a best. Um, look, I really liked the first set run of Giovanna Run on this track on a heavy eight. Um, sort of sort of winding up early on in the straight. Took some time to get going, but really um, lengthened nicely later on in the race. The first two horses sort of cleared cleared out from the rest, and the winner had the benefit of getting up alongside the rail had the shortcuts there. But, um, yeah, very... Good run, You've had to run Trolled well on a heavy track prior to that. And the step up to 1,400 metres, I think, will only help her. Um, so she's my best of the program in Sydney race one, number six. The value comes up in the last. Hoping to bookend the card. I've got Dabari, the Joe Pride runner. We'll have no weight on his back 52 kilos for Robbie Dolan. Um, he has to match up against a very talented filly in Legay Soleil, who's, I think, a dollar sixty or thereabouts. Um, but I really like the look at Dabari. Up to the 1,500 metres, uh, uh, dominant win at Kembla Grange last start, just sat, sat handy and, and, and raced away from him. His maiden win came on, to, on a heavy 10 as well, so the bottomless track won't be a query for him. And yeah, I like the fact he's got 52 kilos. Really progressive done deal gelding, uh, one I want to follow uh, on Saturday and later on to the preparation if he, if he kicks on. But Dabari and each way price my value, race nine, number 13.
0: Okay, they are racing on the parks track at Moorfordville on Saturday in Adelaide, and there is a black type race. It is for the two-year-olds. It is race five, the Schweppes-Oaklands Plate, uh, listed event. set weights and penalties, but uh, there it is, in fact, set weights. There are no penalties here, I assume, because none of them have done anything really in black type company before, uh, and this one is over 1,400 metres.
1: Daniel, uh, Colt or Philly? I'm with um, the gelding fox gossip, um, the, the, the one yes, yeah, so, <clears throat> sorry, um, yes, yeah, so it was a very good winner at sale. It was a reference at that form race last time at, a, um, at Ballarat behind Fluence. He was 15 into six, he was 15 to six that day. Um, the winner, of course, come out in town and won last Saturday, albeit narrowly, and um, split second and choirs, said finished third and fourth behind him, um, and I think will be a good chance in that, in that race at Flemington. Earlier in the day, um, he leads for this for fun. I think from barrier two, there is some pace in the race, but they've drawn wide uh, may mean a reference and diamonds, but I think he has a little speed to lead um, this one. Fox, Fox gossip, 400 meters suits him and be hard to run down. I think $8 is a good price. Jessica Eaton, a good front running rider and, and performing well since relocating to South Australia. So Fox gossip, my um, best of the um. day. Race five, number one, the value comes up. In race number seven, uh, horse that I think we can forgive her last start. That is the Philip Stokes mare, Alma Drava. Uh, she was very good winning, pretty mo- moderate race on this track, two back. Um, but the way she won, considering she had to sort of overcome a bit of trouble there and didn't have the clearest of passages, she was just too classy for him. Then went to Murray Bridge and sat wide and weakened in the straight, uh, probably entitled to a little bit more than that, but um, willing to be somewhat forgiving based on the way she won the start prior. I think she can bounce back strongly. Uh, Kayla Crowther in ripping form at the moment. And um, I think on her best effort, she certainly goes close in this. And uh, we find an each way price around the $9 mark. So the value race seven, number 13, Alma Drava at Morville parks.
0: In Perth, once again, they are racing at Belmont. And once again, there is a listed race. It is for the three-year-olds over 2,200 metres. It's race five, the Belmont Classic. There is an odds-on favourite, which uh, BJ Ryan expects to extend her winning streak to six. Uh, and that, I speak of the Lindsay Smith-trained Sean Trey, has Willie Pike aboard, expected to win again from Canvassed uh, Marachino. And Eurasia so that is six to be five three and two BJ's uh, value bet last week was a first starter who Julie got the cash and he's with one in the first again not a first starter but is first up that is race one number four Osumi and his best bet comes up in the sixth over 1600 meters and that is number 12. Another for Lindsay Smith in Puckapunyal earlier in the day across the Tasman. Joel, we are racing at Awapani and
2: Awapuni, I should say, and Tarapa. Yeah, Awapuni. The uh, best bet is race five, number two, gold winner. Uh, made him my best a fortnight ago when on debut at this venue, and unfortunately ran second, but uh, didn't lose uh, didn't lose me as an admirer. I thought he ran pretty well always tricky to win first start on very heavy ground but I thought he he did a really good job he'll be better for that run under the belt and I think we can follow up on him gold winner in the race earlier race four number nine Fiano I've made my value well placed the only query is the real heavy ground he hasn't been on it but did trial quite well on the heavy ground recently formed quite consistent through the career to date and still only lightly raced and just like the four kilo claim getting in with 53 and a half, that can be a big plus on these wet tracks. So I think Fiano's worth a look in race four. And at Tarapa, which is predominantly a jumps meeting, but some handy flat fields. My best bet comes up late in the day, race 11, number 16, Owl Alley Cat, who had barrier one over the 1,000 metres first up. Um, you know, seemingly on, on visuals had every possible chance, but I thought ran really well for third. Over that 1,000 metres, she's two from three at 1,400. So the step up in distance is a big plus, second up. And my value bet is race eight, number 10, Packing Bless. Had one start in Hong Kong December last year. Was well beaten. Now back in New Zealand uh, for the smart stable of Lauren Brennan. She does prepare a lot of horses that go to Hong Kong. So she got a good connection there. And uh, this one did trial up really strongly a couple of weeks ago, so I thought uh, it would be hard to beat at his New Zealand debut.
0: All righty. That wraps up a big Saturday of racing around Australasia. Of course, your winning post takes you right through from Friday to Sunday. One of the highlights on Sunday, Moss Trooper, steeple Chase and Brendan Dreschler Hurdle Bay at Packenham. The flat races are on the synthetic, the Jumps races are on the main track. Tally Ho, Twinkle Toe over from New Zealand for the Hurdle. Expected to be very hard to beat. And Richo's
1: going for Felix Bay in the Moss Trooper. Uh,
0: Daniel, did you uh, have a look at this meeting?
1: Yeah, I did. The Brendan Dressel, look, I agree with you. Tally Ho, Twinkle Toe will be tough to beat. Gobstop will um, will run you a good race as well. I just thought riding high, the five, um, pretty un... um, Hasn't really... This is certainly the toughest race he's faced, but he's too... Hurdle runs early in the preparation were were terrific to the eye. He sort of rocketed home and had plenty left in the tank late. Um, Two very visually pleasing wins. He's had two flat runs since. He's gone okay in one. The other one, there was a complete forgive. Uh, Look, he's $21 and this is, as I said, a massive class rise, but I think he's worth a little nibble at at that price. Um, Top two hard to beat, no doubt, but rising high, the five worth worth a nibble, I thought. Um, And in the Moss Trooper, I think... The rising 11 year old Zataglo bursting the win One he's going well. Uh, look, it is a pretty open race. This one I wouldn't lead you, um, there wouldn't be many I'd lead you out of. I guess talk you out of, but I thought Taglo is a tag going well. Six dollars, happy to have a small bet on him. Although I think that is a um, pretty tough affair, and I think you go wide in the quaddy there for sure.
0: All right, well, that uh, leaves us only to remind you to. Post if you haven't already, available online through winningpost.com.au in the shops Friday morning, Saturday in Tassie, just while this uh, COVID crisis continues. Uh, And finally, our best $20 bet of the week, which we now like to call Lazy Lobsters. (laughs) Lazy Lobsters, Lazy Lobsters Lazy
2: Lobsters,
0: Lazy Lobsters Yes, Lazy Lobsters And before we go any further, I should thank Daryl Thompson-Turner of Suburban Rock Patrol Mm -hmm. for the music you've been enjoying uh, in today's podcast, both the theme song and the Lazy Lobsters theme. Head to bandcamp.com and search Suburban Rock Patrol. The pubs may be closed, but Suburban Rock Patrol is ready to provide all your suburban rock needs. Daryl Thompson-Turner appears Courtesy of Discount Liquor Records. Kick us off, and I will go to Flemington uh, where I'm going to go in the last race with a yet another Lindsay Smith horse. And this one is race nine, number eight, our wind spirit.
2: Joel. Lazy lobsters uh, able to be split into mm-hmm. two bucks. Yes, they are. You just spend 20 bucks. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. I will uh, split my lazy lobster on to my best in value bet in Sydney. Probably should have done that last week because they both won, so I probably uh, missed the boat here. But uh, Heron Garway, 10 a win, race 5, number 2, and 10 a win, Dioro, Dioro, race 6, number 8, both around the $12 or $13 mark.
1: Daniel, I'll whack, I'll whack 20 on, uh, we'll go early in the card. Ipswich, race 1, ready for magic around the $3 mark.
0: All righty. Well, it will be interesting to see. Uh, uh, we usually uh, can't even remember who our lazy lobsters were the previous week, but I have uh, written these down, <laughs> and we'll see uh, next week how we've ended up going. And uh, listeners, I tell you what, uh, we might just uh, put our pit our skills against uh, the listeners as of next week. So, um, if you've got next weekend. Send us an email incoming at winningpost.com.au. Lazy lobsters in the subject line. Uh, Give us your best $20 bet for the weekend. We will select one at random and uh, pit it against our skills. Gavin Corcoran, if you're listening, just make sure you send one so that we get at least one. Uh, There is no prize, so employees of Racing Victoria and their families are eligible to enter. Uh, If you're... uh, Of course, if you want to give us a prize uh, and sponsor the show, then uh, just get in touch via the usual outlets. But in the meantime, have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.